If you know anything about the Apostle Paul, most people know about three things. Number one, that he was Saul and he used to persecute the church. Number two, that God converted him on the way to Damascus. And three, that he did all kinds of missionary journeys. We're spending a lot of time kind of in between, kind of these silent years where God is preparing him, giving him time in his word so that he can understand and grow, so that he can be the missionary that God's called him to be. So while he is doing that, meanwhile, back on the ranch. So in Jerusalem, there's trouble. It is not going well. The, the 40s and 50s and 60s in Jerusalem is not a good time. In fact, Jerusalem is destroyed in 70 AD. That gives you an idea. It is really difficult, and the Christian church is struggling to some degree. And the, But they hear word of something happening. Remember that persecution with Stephen and the church started to spread? They called the diaspora. So the church starts to spread. And while and there's a place called Pisidian Antioch. So up in this area... They had a group of Christians who were going and they're, you know, they're talking to the Jewish travelers who would travel by and they started to understand this. It's a big town, 250,000-ish people. And in this town, they're preaching and uh, they're teaching and slowly this church is growing. And soon some of the pagan neighbors start to believe in Jesus as the Savior. And it's going and going and going. So the people in Jerusalem start hearing about this and they're like, okay, we got to check this out. Right? We better... We better send some people to talk. And they send the nicest guy ever, a guy named Barnabas, who's like the son of consolation, I think is his nickname. So like he's, that, he's like the nicest guy ever. He goes there and he, he witnesses what is happening. And what would he see? He sees a changed community of people and he sees changed lives. And he says, this is the work of God. So now what do we do? Like this church is growing and growing and growing. We got to figure out someone who can teach these people in this Gentile town about who Jesus is. And he has this idea. What about Paul? So Barnabas is the one who goes over to Tarsus and recruits Paul to say, listen, I need your help. Part, uh, you know, Paul's been on the sidelines this whole time, working, working, working. And his moment of time comes and he teaches for about a year in Antioch. And he's teaching and he's preaching and things are going well. But then they hear from uh, this prophetic word. Someone says, there's going to be a famine in Jerusalem. And this is significant about Paul. This is why we're talking about it is normally when you hear about a famine, it's like batten down the hatches and protect home court right now. But instead, they say, let's take an offering because in Christ, all these churches, the churches now outside of Jerusalem, in Christ, all these churches are connected. So we've got to do something about it. And two, for the first time ever, we get this idea, not only geographically that things are connected, but we start to see Paul as someone who says, it doesn't matter if you're a Gentile or a Jew. It doesn't matter if you're a slave or you're free. It doesn't matter if, you know, all these things, all of that doesn't matter because in Christ we're of the same family and we're the same foundation and we're all in the same temple and we're all, you know, all of this is part of what Paul is teaching that in Christ all these barriers are taken away. And so they gather up this money, they go all the way down to Jerusalem and they meet with like the pillars of the Christian church. So we've got James who is the brother of Jesus, the half-brother, and then we have Peter and John. And so they're all there and they're talking about what they've been teaching and talking about like the, that the lines don't matter and Gentiles can hear about the gospel. And, and a thing that kind of plagues and connects Paul forever, which is the sufficiency of Christ. You don't need to become a Jew in order to be a Christian. They agree on all this, but they say, here's the deal. How about you take care of the Gentiles and we'll kind of take care of the Jewish church. And that's what they agree upon. So Paul, for the first time ever, this is making history because this did not happen in that age. There are not like um, Confucius missionaries going around. That's not how it worked. There wasn't Zeus missionaries going around. But for the first time ever, a, a, a body of believers said, other people need to know this. And so Paul, along with Barnabas, remember the super nice guy and a guy named John Mark, 
go to, I think it's Barnabas's home place of um, Cyrus, or Cyprus, sorry, and they start to preach and they teach there. And when they get ready to leave to go to different Antioch, John Mark says, hey, I'm not going. And we don't know the reasons. Maybe it's because it got super scary and it did get scary. They went all the way up to the top. They start to preach. People riot. Uh, I think he gets stoned. And then what's he do? He gets to the next town and he starts preaching again. Like, this is the zeal that you see with Paul. So what's our takeaway? Our takeaway is a couple things. Number one, that God can use you no matter where you're at to proclaim the gospel. And number two, that God recognizes that in Christ there are no barriers. We're a connected church and there are no socioeconomic lines. There's no racial lines. There's no color lines. There's no gender lines. Instead, God is giving us ability with a a message that can reach all people. And so with the passion of Paul, let's use that message to get to the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you used an amazing man named Paul, but now you can just use average people like us. Help us look for opportunities in our lives so that we can be missionaries. He invented real mission work, but we can continue this tradition of the Christian church to look out for other believers, look out for other people, look out for the poor, look out for those who are in trouble, but ultimately share the gospel, the only thing that can change lives, that you lived and you died and you rose again, and that we have a relationship with you, not because of what we've done, but because of Christ. We ask this in your name. Amen. Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. We would love it if you would leave a review of this podcast. With just a few moments of your time, you could help us spread the message of Jesus. And besides, what else are you going to do? Check your phone, again. Scroll through Instagram, again. Binge something on Netflix. Okay, I'll stop guilting and shaming you. But we'd be so grateful for your review so that more people can hear about the grace of our Savior Jesus. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon.